Hello. Before we jump into the show, we need to shout out our awesome new sponsor, Marquee TV. Man, I was so excited when we got the news about the sponsor. You all might remember from a few weeks ago that I talked about my new Shakespeare project where I'm learning everything I can about Macbeth. It felt like we said the name Shakespeare out loud and the marquee people appeared and said, (laughs) we gotcha. It really did. Yeah. In case you're not familiar, Marquee TV is a streaming service. They have theater, ballet, opera, documentaries. There's a bunch of behind the scenes content of productions. Basically, it's a fun way to nerd out about the arts. Yeah, it's a streaming service that will take you to the best theaters in the world from the comfort of your own sofa. I've already added so many things to our watch list. Did you know there's a ballet based on the works of Beatrix Potter? I did. They've got a little preview video of somebody dancing around in a rabbit costume. Peter Rabbit doing ballet. (laughs) I also added a few hip-hop dance shows just to balance out the dancing bunnies. Yeah, (laughs) hip-hopra. That's what they call it. They do. It's so fun. Mozart's Requiem from the London Philharmonic Orchestra and a bunch of Shakespeare plays, including Richard II starring my pretend best friend, David Tennant. And Judy Dench talking about her long relationship with Shakespeare in a master class. Yeah, I love Judy Dench. Sure. But David Tennant. Yeah, that's quite a battle there. Okay. There's a special deal for our listeners. Marquee TV is offering three months of their service for 99 cents. You get three months of all of this good stuff for 99 cents yeah. with the code SSOP. That cost seems absurdly low to me. Like first, I expected it to be much higher given the quality of the content, but also 99 cents. You, you can't park next to a theater for 99 cents. Accurate. Also, if you watch Marquee TV, you get to see these shows maybe wearing your pajamas and hanging out with your cat yeah. or your dog. Yeah. It's a good way to sort of indulge your own curiosity. You can see all the performances of Hamlet or maybe the first 15 minutes of all of the performances of Hamlet, and you don't have to rope your friends and family into all of that. Or you could watch Richard II over and over and over and over. <laughs> What's the best angle for David Tennant in Richard II? Trick question. All of them. <laughs> anyway, You definitely need to explore the website because there is a ton of really fun, fascinating, engaging stuff on there. I went in specifically looking for Shakespeare and I found a ton of other things I wanted to watch. Yeah. You can keep up with what they're doing on social media at Marquee Arts TV. You can visit their website at marquee.tv. That's marquee.tv to get three months of their service for just 99 cents with the promo code SSOP. Bring the arts home with Marquee TV. And now the show. Hi, I'm Sam Payne, host of the Appleseed Podcast. This season, imagine this, a crackling fire, a mug of cocoa, and family gathered around a great story. All you need is the fire and the cocoa. We'll take care of the stories. Join us in every episode of the Appleseed Podcast for folk tales, fairy tales, family stories, tall tales, and more, shared by some of the country's most beloved storytellers, and just right for gathering around. Make it a Christmas season to remember with the Appleseed Podcast. Find the Appleseed wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, a charming novel about an unforgettable train ride. A horror story with a side of romance and humor. Plus, our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. My recommendation this week is The Sleeping Car Porter by Suzette Mayer. 
I started this book last night and I'm loving it. This is a historical novel set in 1929. The story takes place on a train crisscrossing Canada. Our hero is Baxter. He's a sleeping car porter who also happens to be queer and black. Tough combination in 1929. And I've only just met Baxter, but I'm already 100% on his side. He's 27 years old. He's a fan of science fiction. And he's saving up the stingy tips he gets from the passengers to go to dentistry school. (laughs) That's really sweet. You know I love a story set on a train. Sure. So I was pretty much on board immediately just from the title. On board. (sighs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. (laughs) The flap copy promises that this story will eventually include annoying passengers, a secret love affair, hallucinations brought on by sleep deprivation, and ghosts. Wow. And then there's this plot turn. On a trip heading west, a mudslide stalls the train on the tracks for two days. Passengers misbehave and secrets are revealed. To me, this kind of sounds like a literary alternative universe take on murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Only with more social commentary and way less murder. Yeah. The author, Suzette Mayer, has written five other novels. They all use a little touch of magic and humor to address issues of race and identity and sex. For example, in her book, The Widows, two elderly German widows want to ride in a barrel over Niagara Falls. And in her novel, Venus Hum, one of the characters is an immigrant vampire vegetarian. Really? Yeah, I think that's going on my list next. Publishers Weekly called this book dazzling and captivating, and I agree. It's The Sleeping Car Porter by Suzette Mayer. If you're looking for a last-minute Halloween pick, I have a book for you. It's a werewolf story. It's called Such Sharp Teeth by Rachel Harrison. The plot starts out like an old romantic comedy. The lead character, Rory, leaves her fancy apartment and the job she loves in Manhattan. And she returns to her hometown to help out with the family. And then one night, Rory's at the local bar and she runs into a boy she grew up with. He's still into her. He's cute, but she's always been a little distant. But he's gotten more attractive while she was away. So we're solidly in Sweet Home Alabama territory right now. This sounds great so far. Yep. And then she leaves the bar. She's driving home. She hits an animal in the middle of the road and she gets out to investigate. And then she's attacked by something. Hmm. She believes she's going to die, but then she wakes up in the hospital. And then we're into a werewolf story. This is a smart, scary, but also funny book about a woman who finds herself turning into a she-wolf. It's got things to say about our time of rage and body shape positivity. I am all here for a woman getting in touch with her inner rage. Yeah. Even if it means she has to turn into a werewolf to do it. This is the second book from Rachel Harrison. Her first was a witch story that won a nomination for a Bram Stoker Award. This is Such Sharp Teeth by Rachel Harrison. And now our distraction of the week. Sometimes we get past an episode of Strong Sense of Place when we find out about something we wish we'd known about. This is one of those things. Prince Edward Island has a new trail up on Canada's Atlantic shore. It's called the Island Walk. It's a loop around PEI. I'm in already. Yeah. Just the name, the Island Walk? Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, it's long. It's 435 miles long. Okay, that's going to take more than a day. Yes, that's about 700 kilometers for our metric friends. It just opened in 2021. 
As you might imagine, you'll see a lot of ocean on the island walk. It is almost all ocean. You'll also see blueberry fields and fishing villages, apple orchards, country farms, and wooded paths. And if you time it right, you might walk into a music festival or the fall leaves. You could also see beavers or raccoons or seals. I am firmly team seal. Yes. That would make me so happy. The trail is intended to be used by people of all fitness levels. It's pretty flat because it's right along the water there. And there are plenty of good places to stop and have a sit. It goes through PEI's two major cities, Charlottetown and Summerside. Charlottetown is where you'll find the international airport, so you can fly in and just start walking. There are plenty of campsites and hotels along the way. Some of the hotels will help you transport your stuff to the next stop. I was pretty into this idea before. That last detail clinched it. Yeah, you know, right? You fly in, you give your stuff to somebody, you start walking, you get to the next place, there's your stuff. There's your stuff. If you want to walk the entire thing, experts say it'll take between four and six weeks. But, of course, you can just walk part of it. And you could also bike it if you'd like. The whole thing might take a week or two on bike. Experts say that mid-May to October is the best time to visit, so you can start planning for next year. If you're interested in finding out more, there's a site. It's the islandwalk.ca. You can read the adventures of others who walk the path there. There's a, also a map that tells you about places to stay and perhaps even more importantly, places to eat. I want to know about the food 100%. The food on PEI is supposed to be pretty good. If you haven't yet listened to our podcast episode about Canada's Atlantic provinces, definitely treat yourself to that. We will put a link to that as well as a link to the Island Walk site and a review from Travel and Leisure of the Trail in our show notes. Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more details about the books we discussed and more on the amazing Island Walk. Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon.